Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Josh, I got to ask you, though, looking at this performance from this Miami Dolphins offense, they were one for four in the red zone. This was a win. Great performance. The Dolphins have a shot at the number one seed. Should we be concerned about this offense's inability over the past couple weeks to really consistently punch it into the end zone? Jake, I absolutely am a little bit worried about it. I think, to me, the biggest thing is maybe the play calling down there. For another week, after he was on hard knocks saying that it was a trash call, he went down there and tried to fade again in the red zone. Um, I think I saw Chase Claypool line up at one point on the right side at the goal line, and I got a little bit excited, thinking maybe that was the time we were going to see him with that fade. But, yes, their inability to punch that ball in um, – you know, and the play calling down at the goal line is definitely something to be skeptical of and, you know, to kind of watch as the weeks progress. But um, again, when you got a field goal kicker that's playing the way he is, when you got the big playability like the Dolphins, I'm not too concerned about it. But you need to win game when you need to win games in the playoffs and things like that. You're going to need to score and convert in the red zone. Yeah, I agree, Josh. I think it's a it's a it's a philosophy issue. You have an offense that's built around speed not necessarily built around size, right? So if your top two receivers are Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, not big guys, and your running backs are Raheem Mostert and Devon A. Chan, not big guys. Now, you, you saw what Jeff Wilson could do later in the game. You saw him kind of ice that game there and, and get him down into field goal range to kick the game winning kick. So you wonder if maybe he can start mixing in a little bit there. But you got an offense that's so so much built around these these smaller guys that when they get into the red zone, they, they stall a little bit because you kind of need some bigger body dudes to get in there and kind of play that low post in basketball where you're boxing people out and you, you can, you can get a ball that that's thrown directly within the numbers, or you can high point a catch and go up there and get a 50, 50 ball. And they haven't really been using those guys yet. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, fade to Cedric Wilson. He's one of our bigger guys. He's still not really a big body dude. I'm pretty sure Cedric Wilson's like six foot even or six foot one, like not necessarily a, a, a what you would consider a bigger body guy. This team is missing, and I hate to say it, this team is missing a little bit of Mike Gesicki, don't you think? Uh, a, a taller dude that can go up there. He's got the hands. He can get the the 50-50 balls. Um, you know, Durham Smythe, more of a more of a you know short yardage type guy, more of a blocker. He, he had himself a, a great game against the Dallas Cowboys, um, but he's not really that red zone threat that you're looking for there. So you do have a guy, like you mentioned, Josh, like Chase Claypool out there. And maybe this Jalen Waddle injury, which we haven't talked about yet and we'll probably get to, he's got a, a high ankle sprain, it sounds like, could could miss this weekend's game, maybe a little bit longer than that. Hopefully not, fingers crossed there. Maybe this forces Chase Claypool into the lineup. Maybe this forces Mike McDaniel to get Chase Claypool a little bit more involved. And I'd like to see him a little bit more involved in these goal-to-go uh, situations because he is that bigger body guy. He is a playmaker with the ball in his hands. Maybe we can see him do a little something when the Dolphins get down in those in those uh, you know go to goal those red zone situations because there is an issue here. There is an issue. It surfaced last week. It surfaced again. Uh, you know the this week against the Dallas Cowboys, and you're sure it's going to surface again as as we continue on through the season. And Mike McDaniel needs to figure out how to maneuver. Uh, these these areas of the field into into touchdowns because it hasn't happened as of late and we need to get back to to scoring some points if we want to keep our eye on the bigger prize of a Lombardi trophy later on 
So everyone instantly goes to like hard knocks last week, right? One of the things McDaniel did is he pointed out that um, jump ball to Tyree Kill and said this is a trash play call. I don't necessarily put this play to Cedric Wilson in that same bucket because you look at what's happening. Tyree Kill's lined up in the slot and he's triple covered. I think what we've seen in the past is just give Cedric Wilson a chance to make a play. And the way the Dallas defense was set up was to say, hey, simply let Cedric Wilson be the guy to beat you on the outside. I think that like, I don't want to get too discouraged about Mike McDaniel coming out and saying a play call is trash. And then, well, he went right back to it. I do think the play call was entirely different. And I do think the Cowboys have a great red zone defense where they were able to pressure Tua consistently and make him find those different reads. When we saw Tua miss a couple out routes and different things like that, I think it wasn't that Tua missed the throw. It's that the Cowboys did a good job of getting the timing and the rhythm off. Like the ball was where it was supposed to be. The wide receiver, just the the rhythm wasn't there. The opportunity wasn't there. And I'll give the Cowboys credit for that more often than not. Um, I wanted to bring you guys in and, and kind of lead up asking if this team has red zone issues. And, you know, you kind of feel that way, except like you, you think about the fact here, guys, that the Sanders started the year with back-to-back three field goal attempts per game. Um, and then he didn't attempt more than one until the Raiders game. He has three attempts or more in four of the last six games, but also in four of the last six games, he's attempted at least three extra points. That means in four of the last six games, this team has also scored at least three touchdowns. So do you think there's a little bit here that they're swinging it the other way? This offense maybe has some growing pains, but it's not necessarily that big sign of a concern about these red zone struggles just yet that maybe this is a little bit of an opportunity for Mike McDaniel to gear some things up for the playoffs as defenses are finding out these ways right now to kind of slow them down instead of it being week 17, week 18, maybe that first round of the playoffs. Crazy we're sitting here talking about this, but, you know, chestnut checkers i don't know no and i mean that's certainly the hope right and mike mcdaniel you know reputation as an offensive guru an offensive genius and you know probably rightly so he's done wonders for this miami dolphins offense and to a tongue especially but you you hope that he can see some of the issues that the team has been facing as of late and and scheme around that and make some corrections and and add on to it and throw in some new wrinkles and keep defensive coordinators guessing that's what's so cool about this Miami Dolphins team and not just from Mike McDaniel but from Vic Fangio and and the other coaches and players as well is that they seem to be able to adjust game plans mid-game to figure out okay this isn't working what can we do differently to to get this ship righted you know you saw that against Kansas City right they were shut out in the first half They came out the second half. They didn't win the game. They ultimately lost the game, but they came out the second half. The offense was completely different and played a lot better, right? And you've seen that multiple times throughout the season. So you really hope that Mike McDaniel is going to be able to go back to the drawing board at 4 a.m. like he often does. I'm sitting here complaining, not complaining, but, you know, talking about how we're recording at 730 in the morning my time. And Mike McDaniel's already been in the office for three and a half hours listening to multiple Eminem CDs uh, (laughs) (laughs) trying to get these game plans going down uh but i do feel confident i I do have trust and faith in mike mcdaniel that he'll be able to get some of this stuff figured out um and and that is a good feeling that is a good feeling because in years past that has not been the case with this miami dolphins team you you've watched them struggle and then the next week same issues and the week after that same issues and the week after that same issues and we're eliminated from playoff contention and we're all going well maybe next year's the year and hey any good coaches available but uh, we got our good coach. Mike McDaniel's that dude. I have faith that he'll be able to, to get this stuff uh, situated and, and figured out.
Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. I was trying to find the actual percentage, but this team was very good in the red zone previously, right? Wasn't it last year? They were every time they get down there, they'd almost, you know, find Pater. So um, again, I think it's just the way that teams are preparing for the Dolphins. And I do think, you know, maybe Mike McDaniel saving some things in his bag of tricks for, you know, when he has to unleash them for those playoff push. And like Jake mentioned, I'm sitting here talking about the fade. A lot of people were complaining about that fade, but that's a route, right? They're not going to just completely take the fade out of um, their, their route tree and, you know, never throw another fade again. So um, touche there, Jake, touche. So I don't think it's an issue. And you did mention Jeff Wilson getting more involved. Was Devon Achan banged up there in that? Or was it just the, the feel of the game and the flow of the game? Because I was trying to look and see if Achan got banged up or anything like that. But Jeff Wilson really, you know, showed the type of thunder that he can be right and you know you might need that down at the goal line so i'm definitely intrigued to see how his usage is and i think we talked about on the podcast he might be that break in case of emergency running back that we needed towards this playoff push so i'm definitely intrigued by his usage as well for, for the i got one more metaphor here and i think it will good, go good for this running back group think about they're all working at a valet right and devon h chan like his dad grew up with a stick he can you know park any car but let's just say cold plays in town. That parking lot, he ain't used to seeing the parking lot that packed. Sometimes you need that old grizzled vet who's been operating under every single hood of every single car for the last 40 years. That's Jeff Wilson. Sometimes you need Papa Jeff just to come in, settle everything down, take care of business. And he had a third down reception and an out route that I thought was impressive as all hell. He had the final third down conversion to win the game. I mean... We've been waiting for the Jeff Wilson experience, and you can. I've been wondering what's different from this year compared to two years ago in San Francisco when he wanted a trade because he wasn't getting happy, any opportunities. Well, you can see what he means to this team and to this locker room and group of guys, especially when they're willing to lean on him. Five carries, 21 yards, most of that coming in the fourth quarter. I really love that you went cold play there. You had you had every musical act in history at your disposal, and your first thought was cold play. That's that's the big one. That's the, <laughs> that's the one that's selling out the arena. Watch out, man. Cold play it sells. <laughs> so I I was thinking about this as the game was going on as a selfish Devon A. Chan fantasy owner. By the way, speaking of fantasy, I was playing against Jason Sanders in my oh god. <laughs> In my semifinal, twenty-eight points. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just say that uh, I don't have to worry about fantasy anymore this year because I lost. So, um, but I was thinking about this as as the game was winding down, and and I believe A Chan had a near fumble at one point where he was down, and then they had ripped the ball out just a split second afterwards. And he is a rookie. He's been an electric rookie. He's been very impressive this year. But sometimes with the game on the line, you just want to feel like, like Jake said, you want to go with the mechanic who's been under every hood hood in the in the garage. You want to go with the guy who's been there, and you want to go with the guy who knows that hey, ball security is is a big thing right now. Let's let's keep this ball in our possession. You know, we can't turn it over or else we won't win. And also another another factor I would say is that once you get a defense tired. Once you have them running around all game trying to defend that speed and, and they, they no longer have the energy to, to play at 100%, that's when you bring in the hammer. That's when you bring in a Jeff Wilson and you run it straight up the middle, right up the gut, and you punch him in the mouth. And that's exactly what the Dolphins did. That's exactly the game plan that Mike McDaniel called. And it worked to perfection. We saw 
Jeff Wilson convert on on a, a couple key third and shorts in a row there to ice the game. It was the difference between allowing that clock to run down to two seconds and let Sanders go out there and kick the game-winning kick as time expired or kicking the go-ahead field goal and giving the ball back to the Dallas Cowboys offense only down two points with a minute to go and multiple timeouts. That's scary. That's a scary situation. The Dolphins' defense have been playing well, but to tell you the truth, I wouldn't have liked our, our odds in that scenario. So Jeff Wilson coming in, being that hammer when that defense is tired, I thought that was a great idea by Mike McDaniel, and I think that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, I just have uh, pulled it up on the Dolphins page. Uh, he converted a third and two for a six-yard gain on the ground, and then he had to- a 14 total yards on three carries on that final drive. So we're sitting here praising him, and it's crazy that those 14 yards and how you know big of a difference it was. So, it again, really hat was. tip to hat tip to Jeff Wilson. And, you know, like you said, Mike McDaniel for bringing him out there and using that thunder when the whole stadium, when everyone knew they were going to try to you know get down there, run the clock, they did it. And hat tip to Jeff Wilson.